Yeah, I mean, but bear in mind, the crypto sector is very, very weak in how it can challenge. It's got a, it's structurally very weak. Um, the thing, you know, you know, crypto people always rail about, you know, the state uses violence to um, uh, behind the monetary system. And it's like, yeah, no shit. That's why it works, right? Like, <laughs> and, and then they're like, well, our system doesn't have that. And it's like, no shit. That's why nobody uses it, right? <laughs> like, that's why it doesn't work. Right. It's fine. You can do it for speculation. But there's, there's, there's a, if you do structural analysis of monetary systems, yes, state power is a very big part of how monetary systems actually work. All right. And, but, Cash is the only form of direct state money we can hold. Anything in your bank account is a secondary type of money issued to you by your bank, right? But the state doesn't necessarily, a capitalist state, like has multiple sort of like competing things going on. One of the things they will worry about actually is the stability of the monetary system if they completely defer it to the private banking sector. It already is largely outsourced to the private banking sector. Um, but they don't want it completely outsourced, right? So there's a, there's a, there's a kind of like the cash system sort of is like the one part of the monetary system. Um, and this is kind of a, kind of a complex topic, but it's the one part of the monetary system that actually is public, the public utility mm-hmm. element, right? All the sort of your digital bank accounts are a private sort of privatized version. Um, and maybe the, maybe it's a quick, a quick analogy, which will help explain that is basically if you think if you go into the casino, right? And you like hand over cash at the cashier. And you get a chip. That chip that you've been handed at the casino is a privately issued form of money, right? That can be used within the confines of the casino. And the entire digital payment system um, is basically a system of bank-issued digital chips that we use, right? Um, so that's what the cashless society is. It's a society where you're using Barclays and Lloyd's chips for payment rather than state money. Um, so big politics there. And that that's sort of my 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 question here is where where is my where is my statist impulse here? Surely someone who is not like a, a Marxist has noticed this and has gone, hold on a second, this is a horrible idea. Why are we doing this? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, actually, you know, in the I don't want to make sort of generic uh, generic comments about the, U- okay. the UK left is like it's actually I'm I'm afraid to say that like monetary systems have generally like not that thought about, um, and there's been quite like weak support for pro cash stuff. Actually, I find it in UKIP supporters way more than I found it in in um, you know some of the kind of like labor circles. Actually, yeah, the EU is trying to take away our great British pounds to replace them with gay euro dollars. Yeah, exactly. So so. Um, but yeah, there's just like a lot of just general public misunderstanding about the monetary system. A lot of people think that bank, like your, the units that you're using when you're using your tapping your contactless cards are the same as the British pound. But again, the basic, that, that analogy that I was using about casino chips is, is probably like quite a useful one. It's like, no, you're using privately issued chips. And the whole thing about um, what we're going on about, like um, the banks have the ability to issue way more of these chips than they actually have in, you know, state money, right? That's what the whole "quote unquote" fractional reserve banking is is about, right? It's, banks can just issue these like at will. Um, yeah, and, and and I think it's it's the important thing to to remember, right? Is that the increasing power of of the the decreased power of the state to influence the, how much money gets created just by setting an interest rate and hoping that like lenders respond accordingly by lending more or less or pricing loans differently is kind of, I think, analogous to the nuking from orbit of the rest of the state's capabilities as we got the birth of neoliberalism. Like I think this is something that has a very a very similar route where we think, well, 
we're not going to necess- we're going to set interest rates such that we're just going to let the banks we're going to private banks create money by issuing loans and then they just create bank deposits that then get paid back and so on and like it's it's uh, uh, and it was uh, it was this this like it was it was this that kind of broke one of the, one of these things that sort of broke after 2008 right and so sort of, and the re- and the response has been to just give them so much more power to as you say Brett just make the make the economy into their private gambling chips yeah. as opposed to this thing that money is a public utility. Yeah, so now, and then by the way, this is, the way, this is how you sort of frame the pro-cash debate is to say, look, what we're trying to do is to just maintain at least one element of the monetary system that's going to maintain, it's going to be a public utility, all right? Um, that's sort of a, a, like one way of putting it, right? And it's to sort of frame the cashless society as a pure privatization um, project. It's more complicated than that because, but but it, it, at the at the level of public, that's largely what's going on. And unfortunately, you know, cash is still the most widely used form of payment in the world. All right, and yet that never gets reported on. So this shows you the, how the narrative is framed. All right, de, de facto, it's the most widely used form of payment, and yet that's so, that's a kind of like those people never get heard. Right? All you hear in the, the media is like, oh, the end of cash, the imminent cash of society. And like, who's controlling that narrative? What, why is that the only acceptable current narrative? Um, and there's, yeah, the reason is that there's, there's massive power interests behind. So, so if, if absent the unthinkable option of uh, nationalizing a bank, or you know, and making any of these sort of uh, these casino chips be something that is issued as a sort of a public utility. What what can be done about this? What are we gonna do? This scares the shit out of me. What are we doing about it? Well, there's many possible things. I mean, and actually, in in, the, in my in the, my book, I don't really uh, come up with some coherent sort of policy plan. But um, in a way, that I'm trying to spur the debate to be like, okay, what actually? What this is a serious problem. What are the realistic options? But you know, they're very very simple things like um, state institutions, for example, should accept state money, right? Like lots of these. Um, uh, things like you know London Transport and stuff. Oh my god! Basically, said I've just, I've just had a realization. I'm sorry. The commemorative coin guys are our <laughs> last line of defense. <laughs> the guys who are willing to go into a petrol station and make a scene on the basis that this thing says legal tender on it, so therefore yes. it must be. Those guys. Th- that's the kind of crank energy that we need to bring. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson marriage memorial coin <laughs> is going yeah. to be the talisman of a new generation of anti-corporate <laughs> warriors. And I, I would say in uh, you know in places like Philadelphia and um, even in San Francisco, like they've been passing pro-cash legislation saying shops have to accept have to accept uh, cash on, on on financial inclusion grounds. I mean, imagine in London if that was that was passed. I mean. London's basically like collapsing into the arms of the banking sector as all these, the quote, all these shops go, go cashless, as they say. I mean, basically, if you think about it, like, um, you know, those like Amazon affiliate programs where they basically like, get bloggers to promote, like they give like links to everything on Amazon, mm. right? And they get money for that. Like a lot of these shops that go cashless are basically like an affiliate program for the banking sector. It's like, if you want to go through us, you have to use the banking sector and Visa and MasterCard. So they're all like sort of outsourced sales agents for the digital payment system. Um, and increasingly, people are just accepting that. All right. And um, that's for me a huge, huge problem. 
And and one good thing that's at least a relief about the digital payment system is that uh, they completely stay out of who's allowed to use it. And, you know, they, they just let anyone use it and they don't ever stop <laughs> people from using it arbitrarily based on what they're buying or selling. No, absolutely. And, 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 and more than that, um, it's not like you have to pay an entry fee of either... Um, be of a bit be of a kind of you know set of demographics and social classes where you just sort of automatically kind of tick all their boxes and get their products or alternatively uh use their quote unquote open banking innovation where you just say i'm going to open i'm going to ha- basically allow all of my all of my transactions that i have been forced to take through this system and i'm just going to let you spy on all of them to do whatever you want with mm-hmm. The the other fun thing about this, and the other thing that reassures me a lot, is that you can't hook any kind of like moralist impulse into it. You can't pass a couple of laws and de facto kick any sex mm-hmm. worker off of a banking system. Um, because if that was to happen, I I I, th- I would think that would be bad. But thankfully, we we can't do that. Yeah, so. some some kind of a uh, a rubbish's eve or a midden's yeah, advent, you might say. That's right. Uh, so look, I I want to talk uh, as we as we end here. I want to talk about one one British man. Who has enthusiastically accepted a digital payment <laughs> One system? One man <laughs> in a world. Mm. Um, Can you be digitally paid a membership of the jockeys enclosure at Newmarket Racecourse? Oh, the stakes also, are way higher now. I, I, I found I found one last reason why we ha- we can't do a cashless society, which yes, is that course. it disrespects the Wu Tang Clan. If cash no longer rules everything around them, you know what? What's the point? Yeah, anyway? right. Yeah, well, uh, it, it's uh, digital money rules everything around me, which is dream. <laughs> Things could only get better. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play the keyboards in a band <laughs> called D Dream. Yeah, sure now right, I'm boss. entirely cashless. <laughs> no, uh, I want to talk about time. this. Uh, uh, Matt Matt Hancock has recently made an appearance in City AM's podcast. Um, yes, he said uh, essentially it is. He now sees it as his quote mission. To make the British public love digital assets in general. Oh, baby, let's go. We're, we're kind of the City PM podcast, aren't we? You know, they're <laughs> yes. recording in the morning yeah, over after there. Dark. We're after dark finance. <laughs> sexy for City, City AM. City nights. Mm, yeah. You know, my mission is my, my mission is to make the UK love crypto because if we love <sighs> crypto, we can embrace it. We can get a good, strong regulatory system. A liberal regulatory system. In sight of a CCTV camera. If we love crypto, we can embrace it. It's such a powerful... He's like He talks in parables. <laughs> uh, that nevertheless has the rules there that are appropriate to the modern mm. use of technology. So, I mean, I just sort of comparing that, right, to like what, what we said earlier, right, about the recasting all of this as progressive and modern and you know, a, a progressive in the sense of making progress. Um, it, it, it's... Uh, it's it very much Matt Hancock is doing that, but again, the way a Labrador would do it, just mm. sort of saying it. We're going to have a bunch of rules that are going to make this, that are going to encourage everyone to adopt this wonderful technology because you have to love it. There's mm. no soft sell coming from him. And you know, the thing is, I actually, I used to work in the financial sector in um, the world of derivatives. Um, and mm. City AM was this paper I used to pick up in the morning when I was, I was walking into work. And I, it was one of the most like, clearly like conservative pro-banker um, mm. papers. And you know when City AM starts to report on crypto that something is happening, right? You know that crypto is being eaten by global capitalism, and by, by, by mainstream mm. investment, right? And when Matt Hancock gets on there, you know it even more. Uh, <laughs> actually, I remember so, City AM yeah, used yeah. to have this like, this, this, uh, this, this section which was called Bill of the Week. 
where bankers would send in their uh, most expensive bill that they, that they, they could find or that they'd, they'd spent that week. And they would sort of parade it on, on, on CDAM. There'd be these sort of like 12,000 pound bills from like Russian oligarchs who had, you know, bought four bottles of champagne. Um, so, so, mm. so a city AM really is like one of the most sort of conservative bastions in finance and they have their own crypto AM section now. Um, <laughs> dedicated crypto reporters. You know what they say about any investment? If you're reading about it in the newspaper, it's already too late. If Matt Hancock's talking about it, uh, you should be checking your pulse, making sure you're still alive, calling your family, <laughs> things of that nature. If, if Matt Hancock's talking about it, then uh, it's too late to sell. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And here's your sign. Uh, so uh, he says, this is what I really love. Uh, the, the, one of the quotes from the interview in the podcast, uh, he talks about how he finds... Um, any rules warning the public about about you doing making high risk investments are quote patronizing, and he says, "Well, <laughs> you know, sorry, hold on, hold on." He says, "Well, it's right to say you may lose everything, <laughs> but you may not, right?" Oh yeah, Matt. <laughs> oh, our beautiful son. I'm so glad he's okay. 